It's been a phenomenal year. This is the last message of the year. Oh, my goodness, I have less than 30 minutes. It's the last message of the year. Unstoppable, the supernatural church. How many of you are the church in this room? I said, how many of you are the church in this room? Shout, I'm unstoppable because I'm supernatural. You see, today, that is exactly who you are in this whole year, man. Who would have known but God all the craziness that would swoop across the entire planet? It wasn't something that touched our area, wasn't something that touched our country, but literally all over the world, they were shutting down churches. All over the world, for the very first time in history that we know of in America, they shut churches down and did not allow you to come into the door. I want you to know that many churches are still not back, that many churches have still not gone back. The pastors are no longer, they're still not behind their pulpits. And I want you to hear me now. There comes a season and a time that the church has to stand up and be unstoppable. I'll tell you why. The area you give, you'll never get back. Amen. As the church, we've got to know that this house did not stop. I remember back in March when they said to us, the churches cannot meet. Immediately, we went to the parking lot. Thank the Lord for the parking lot. Amen. Went to the parking lot, having parking lot church. And then literally three days before Easter, our county executive made a decision that he did not think it was right for us to have parking lot church. So we closed our church for Easter. We might have closed the doors, but we stood behind this camera and preached the gospel unadulterated. We confronted, and then we hired ourselves a constitutional lawyer. Glory to God. And then within three days, we were back in the parking lot. There came a point in the time when we were allowed back in, and, and we were allowed back in at 50%. And I just want you to hear, on average, last year, we were running right around 800 people on a Sunday morning. 12 to 1,300 people call this their home and are going through every single month. But when we came back to the church, we only swooped up to about 450. That meant over, over 350 people did not come back to the house of God. And sadly, there are still 300 people that have not crested the door of the house of God in uh, 10, almost 10 months. Don't tell me you can survive. I'm telling you now, the Bible is to be obeyed more than any government. I said the Bible must be obeyed more than any government. And if you are so afraid of the virus, oh, yes, I'm going to get in trouble today. That's okay. If you are so afraid of the virus, then you might as well walk away from God because the Bible is not true. You've got to make a stand at some point in time. You've got to make a determination at some point in time. I am unstoppable, the supernatural church. Either God's word is true or it's a lie. And if it's a lie, let's stop playing religion and let's go home. 
Amen. I could have a good breakfast. Come on now this morning. If I decided to and I said God isn't real and the word isn't real, if it wasn't, I'd be having myself this morning three eggs and bacon. I'd have a side of French toast with maple syrup from Vermont. Glory to God. And I'd be sitting back and having me a little bit of chocolate milk. Glory to Jesus. I'd have myself a coffee. Come on now. And I'd dip. I'd Come on now. Where is she? Where is she? I would dip my stuff in there. What is biscotti? But I'm not home, and I'll tell you why I'm not home. Because my Jesus did not die on a cross and buried in a grave. He rose from the dead on the third day, and today he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. My God is alive and not dead. And we are the church, the body of Christ present on planet. And you and I are called to bring change and transition, to lead the way, not hide under a bushel. Amen. Amen. I just come to a place in my, my craw. I'm a very gracious person. But when my grace ends, I'm not nice. I get a little ornery. I just get irritated. And, and I, I just get, I get in, I, I'm not from here. I'm just going to tell you where the bear crapped in the buckwheat. <laughs> and I'll tell you why, because there comes a place that you have to make a choice to get committed. I said, you got to get committed. No, no, I said at some point in time, you got to get committed. Some of you have never, ever been successful at anything in your life because you've never committed to anything in your life. Well, you know, I don't have the education. That is a lie. It doesn't matter how much education you have. It matters if you're committed. Amen. There are more people that have never even finished high school that are multimillionaires because they got committed to a cause. You've got to make a decision in your life at some point in time that you are going to be committed. Some of you have been committed, but you went in unwillingly. You just didn't want to go to hell. But I want you to know that level of commitment will never get you your level of success because your level of success can only come as you are sold out to the kingdom of God and committed to the cause of God and committed to the cause of his church and committed to the cause of life. Until you're committed. The Bible says in Psalms, 30, Psalms 37 verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will bring it to pass. Man, I've watched people, they're more committed to their job than they are to the kingdom. I've watched people, man, commitment used to be something that was held tight. Do you take to be your lawfully wedded wife, to have and to hold, for richer, for poorer, better, for worse, Sickness and in health, that's a commitment. The problem with today's world's commitment, which has now inundated the body of Christ, is that we're committed as long as it makes us happy. As long as there's no cost. 
as long as it meets my needs, my needs. I want you to realize that true, genuine commitment has nothing to do with your receptivity. It has to do with your giving. And until that is planted in your spirit, then you can never be unstoppable. You will always be stoppable because there will always be a price for you to be bought with. Greatness is not for sale. Greatness only comes at a level of commitment that you have to literally abandon your life for. It's amazing as, because I, 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 I've been in ministry so long, they, these people that attack mega church pastors. We're not a mega church, not even close. They're attacking mega church pastors. They're calling them fake. They're calling them fall. You know, they're calling them liars. They're calling them thieves. They're calling them this. They're calling them that. But you have no clue. And then I have other pastors. Well, you know, if I had what they had, I could just. No, no. If you were as committed as they were, you might see some action in your life. We've got to make decisions that we're committed not to the point to where I'm good, but to the point of I might be so bad I can't seem to stand anymore, but I've been committed to this cause and I'm not turning to the right hand. I'm not turning to the left hand. I'm not running away. I'm going to stay here. If it kills me, I'm going to stand and stay committed because God is committed to me. Peter was so committed that when it came time for him to be crucified, he said, I'm not worthy to be crucified the same way my Jesus was. Turn me upside down. See, we've been committed to so many things, and we get jealous of people that have seeming success, but we forget that they had to pay a price for that success. Kenneth Hagin, it cost a million dollars a day to open Ramah. People said, well, you know that Hagen, all he does is want your money. All he does is this. And my goodness, he made his own way. And this is just for his own. Listen now. (laughs) A million dollars a day. Do you know how much pressure it is to have to have a million dollars a day? Do you know how much satanic attack is against somebody of that level who's written that many books, ministered to that many people, has raised up that many pastors? The intensity of the spiritual attack of, the, of Satan is real. And everybody says, oh, I just wish I had what he had. But they, they forget that when he was an evangelist, one day he's driving to his next church and his car broke on the side of the road. He had no money to get another car. He had no money to get a taxi. He had no money to get anywhere. So he took what he could out of his car, put it on his back, and he walked to the next church. Even here, people look and say, well, you know, yeah, that's, that, that's that church in, you know, in, in Horseheads, New York. You don't know the price that was paid. You don't know the daggers in the back. But we had to make a choice and a commitment that, you know what, I hate it sometimes. I, 
I'm going to say it again. I hate the ministry sometimes, but woe to me if I preach not the gospel because it is not a vocation. It is a calling. And if it's a calling, then you've got to get committed. And if you're committed, it's not halfway. It's not three quarters of a way. It's all the way. No matter what the cost, you've got to be willing to be committed to Christ. Man, you aren't making it if you're not committed. So many people are unwilling to pay the price, but they want the benefit. Say it again. They want the great marriage, but they're unwilling to invest in their marriage. They're unwilling to submit to their marriage. They're unwilling to forgive in their marriage. Listen, it's going to cost you something. Because as my wife says, I'm always right. She won't agree with this, and she's so, you know, she's not close by, so I can say it. I give in more than she does. And she's right now, if she could grab through the camera. But it's going to cost you something. You want to be successful at work? There are people that go to work every single day. And they'll go to work every single day till the day they die. Then there are people that will stay after with no extra pay. Then there are people the boss knows they can call them on Saturday or Sunday afternoon after church. And they'll go in without extra pay because they know that they're committed to the vision that's there. That's the person that's going to climb the corporate ladder. That's the person that's going to see more success in their life. That's the person that's going to accelerate. You see, there's always a cost to commitment. And the church has to come back to the reality that there is a cost when you serve God. Jesus said, if you want to save your life, you must lose your life. Salvation is free, but following Jesus will cost you everything you got. Oh, this is true also in the natural realm. How about evil can evil? I love evil can evil. He had a career jumps. Let me see. He, he jumped ramp to ramp 75 different times. He did this from 65, 1965 to 1980. He sustained 4,33 broken bones by 1975. He was committed to flying a motorcycle in the air when it was created for the wheels to be on the ground. <laughs> but he was so committed, it cost him. Video.
wasn't committed when he landed that jump. He was committed at the other ramp before he began. And he couldn't remember. He had to make a choice to not be committed to the last crash. Oh, come on. That is tweetable. He could not be committed to the last crash or he would never have come to the next ramp. Some of you have abandoned your commitment because you've had bad experiences. I'm here to tell you, it's time to get back to the ramp. It's time to get back and put your hand to the plow. It's time to get back and serve God with all of your heart. It's time to get committed again and never turn back. Ah, Jesus said, if you put your hand to the plow and look back, you're not worth the kingdom of God. That's a hard saying. But see, that's the commitment. Look at Jesus Christ himself. Jesus Christ was literally, he was literally not figuratively rejected by his own children, his own brothers and sisters. Do you remember the time in the scripture when his brothers looked at him and said, hey, you know, there's a festival going on down in Jerusalem. I know that you think you're popular. Don't you want to be around your peoples? So why don't you go down into the city? <laughs> Jesus said, well, I'm not going to go right now. He went down quietly, but his brothers mocked him because he he was the Messiah. His own people and his nation rejected him. His own religion did, uh, rejected him. The disciples rejected him. And then one day his father rejected him. But you see, he was committed. He was committed for you. He was committed for me. He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. At some point in time, you've got to be committed past your own life. Listen, living is not breathing. Living is towards something you're worth dying for. What are you worth dying for? What are you willing to die for? What are you committed to die for? If you think that you're not going to have to sometime in the future, I, I, I think that you need to come to a quick realization. As I just talked my, about myself, I have been accused of every kind of lie there has been. I've been accused of stealing. I've been accused of abusing. I've been accused of lying. I've been accused of this and, and I've been accused of that one. And I've heard it all. I've heard it from our community on Facebook. Glory to God for Facebook. I've heard it from people who have left here and they've generated lies that we've had to prove. We've had to prove that lies and we did with no problem I want you to hear me now you need to hear this I had to be committed not to where I was going to get benefit but to where God was going to get glory at some point in time you've got to make a decision are you committed are you committed are you committed or are you just committed because you can be in the house and be committed but didn't really want to be you just didn't want to you just didn't want to go to hell but when you're truly committed, it has nothing to do with heaven, has nothing to do with hell. It has to do with my life is not my own. I've been bought with a price. We look at these natural people and we see the natural people doing it. Will I commit? Will I make up my mind? Evil can evil every time. After he broke all those bones, after he healed up one time, he was in the hospital almost four years. And when he got out, he got on that motorcycle again because he had to jump. He had to fly. He was committed to flight on two wheels. And he made a decision. 
it doesn't matter if I die. Listen, he had to get up to that ramp every single time and know this. I'm committed to die. I remember one time I said to, to, to Chico Hernandez, I said, Brother Chico, I know you're going to Honduras, and I know you, you, you look like Osama bin Laden, but I want you to know something, Chico, that if you go there, that literally they could kill you, they could uh, take you, and they could, they could, uh, they could uh, uh, kidnap you and, and tr try to get a ransom for you. And you know what he said to me? I've been born to die in Honduras. He went there expecting to die. When was the last time you were willing to give your life for something to die for? Most of us never come to that place. I remember Pastor Banfield one time I was talking to the staff about are you willing to die for the vision? And he, he spoke to me later. He says, you don't have a clue. No, nobody in this room has a real clue what that means. He said, I, I, was, in, I was in war. And he said, my best friend, a, a grenade was thrown out and my best friend literally jumped on the grenade and died for me. Are you willing to die for anything? Or are you just willing to live for something? Living for something is easy because when you get tired of it, you just go find something else to live for. But when you're willing to die some, for something, you're willing to commit to the end for it. And I want you to hear me. If you think the church is going to get any easier, you're crazy. They've already extracted a large amount of freedoms from the body of Christ. The communities now are against the body of Christ. They will slaughter you if you say boo the wrong way. Oob. <laughs> You'll be three days. They'll sign 2,000 names to a... <laughs> 2,000 names to a... What do they call that thing? A petition to try to stop a man who owns a building of freely giving it to a church. You think it's going to get easier for you? We've had people in this house. Their bosses walked up and says, if you keep going to that church, then, uh, then I'm going to let you go. And they quit instead. Do you think some of your spouses are going to go, yay, you're born again. I can't wait for you to fall more in love with Jesus. I can't wait for you to be more committed to the kingdom. I had this wife say to me one time, I hate this church. And I said, well, I don't understand what's going on. Did someone hurt your feelings? She goes, my husband is here all the time. He's here every single day. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you rather him at the bar? You rather him be with another woman? Or would you rather him in the house of the Lord? where he's gaining up treasures and he's leading your family and he's bringing glory to God. You see, when you're committed, church is not something that just happens once a week. It's something that you are. You live, you breathe. You're committed to the kingdom of God. His kingdom come, his will be done. It is Tabernacle. We've been committed this year. The Horseheads Campus, 120 gave their hearts to Jesus. That we just didn't have a lot of time. Salvation's just online is 50. 
170 people right here on the main campus gave their hearts to the Lord. 71 people gave their hearts to the Lord in Ithaca. 13 gave their hearts to the Lord in Mansfield. The Bibles, we gave away 200 Bibles right here. 100, excuse me, 90 in Ithaca. 75, excuse me, 15 in Mansfield. The Sunday morning adult attendance, dear God, we were about 800 last year. 412, but as I'm talking to my mentor, he's saying that we have one of the highest, I know churches that literally had 13 to 1,500 every single week that are still only running two and 300. His Word TV reaches 15,000 plus people a week on ABC, NBC, and CBS, as well as, as, as King TV that we reach, excuse me, 183 nations every single week. At his tabernacle, we gave 153,000 pounds of food away. And, and then meals that were provided for the homeless in Ithaca was 1,368. Over 5,000 pounds of food handed out in Ithaca. Five clothing giveaways at the Horsehead Campus. Our groups, man, they exploded. 31 small groups, eight activity groups. The number of people that have attended groups include over 515 people. That's over half of the congregation every single month. Uproar, the youth ministry. 51 gave their hearts to Jesus. 51 Bibles are given out. Numbers ministered on two weekly between services is 67. And last year was about 120. Remnant Bible College, 34 young men and women being trained for the work of the ministry. HT Cares, oh my goodness, the elderly, just alone the elderly. We literally have ministered to the residents of these locations, the Villa Serene, Chemung County Nursing Facility, Corning Center of Care, Seneca View, Falls Home, Elmira Housing Authority, Clyde Simmons Lakeview Senior Apartments, and the number of salvations pre-COVID was 23. But I want you to hear this now. We just did this list last week. We gave over 300 gifts to the residents of Elkhorn. We've given 200 gifts to the workers at Elcor. At his kids, the Horseheads Campus, 65 on average, normally were 140. Mansfield Campus, 20. Ithaca Campus, average 39. Our Harvest Fest this year was crazy. 500 plus people with 100,000 pieces of candy given away. 350 people, 45,000 pieces of candy given away in Ithaca. Our Easter egg hunt, 20,000 eggs were filled with candy and were given away to children. You know what the staff did? Our children's ministry, they got in their cars and they went to your children's homes and they gave them to them in their front yards. <laughs> Great people. VBS, 145 children, 27 salvations. Christmas, this year, man, we gave away seven to eight gifts per child. Ready? Over 300 children. That is phenomenal when you think about, that's how many gifts. Let's just say, let's just say seven. Seven times three, 2,100 gifts. God worked through your lives. The schools, we're committed to the schools. We are taking gifts to the teachers at their schools. We've delivered to 26 schools so far gift backs, and I'm getting cards back from the teachers saying, thank you, we at times feel forgotten. Thank you that you did not forget us. And I want you to hear me now. His tabernacle is not stopping because of COVID. His tabernacle is not stopping because of a governor. His tabernacle is not stopping because of people's mentalities. We are committed to the cause of Christ. 
Christ. And no matter what the cost, we are going to live it. That is why not as many people are here. Because not everybody's that committed. They're committed to their TV. They're committed to their fear. They're committed to their comfort. They're committed to their beds. They're committed to not offending people. They're committed to their doctors more than they're committed to Dr. Jesus. But you've got to make a decision at some point in your life. I, have you been committed? Like, you don't really want to be there, but you've been committed because you don't want to go to hell? Or are you committed and you've laid your life down? 2021, I can't wait for Thursday to reveal the theme for the new year that God has put in my spirit. I'm already hearing it. I'm already hearing it on TV from other, from other pastors. I'm hearing it already on TV from, uh, from, from secular businesses. They're already using the theme that God gave me in my spirit. But it's going to cost you something. Some of you aren't going to like it here. And I understand when you leave, I'll love you. And you're always welcome home. Always welcome home. But at some point in time, Every one of us are going to come to a collision, and the collision is, am I committed or am I committed? Are you committed to the kingdom of God or committed to your own comfort? John the Baptist didn't find it comfortable as his head was rolling on the floor. In the old covenant, they literally filleted men took a knife, would start at their leg and would go up their leg, up into their crotch until they bled out, all because they loved God. In England, they would take a man and, or a woman who would not recant Christ and lather them up with oil and place them tied to a pole that's in the streets of England. And if they did not recant their relationship with Jesus, they lit them on fire and they became the light of England at night. Even today, men and women in the Middle East are being beheaded. Their wives are being raped. Their children are being sold into sex slavery because they refuse to recant the commitment they made to Christ. Are you committed to Christ more than anything else? The last sermon of the year will propel you or cause great struggle for 21. I want you to know something. We're committed. And not because we've been put in the house, but because we're here for life. God spoke to my wife and I. We are lifers in this church. And there are many times, especially last week, the South looks so nice. No. <laughs> there have been offers from all over the country of larger churches with more money in warmer places. But I'm committed because this is the vision. And this is the kingdom of God. Are you committed or are you committed? It will cost you. And I understand. 
Some of you will actually think you're going to get to heaven just because you said that little prayer many years ago. May the Lord and the Holy Spirit bring great revelation to you that it's not about a little prayer. It's about working out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's about commitment to relationship. Are you committed or are you committed? Bow your heads with me this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the word that you placed in my spirit for the last Sunday of the month. Thank you for evil can evil. Lord, he's in, he's, he's in eternity. We don't know where he is, but we do know this. He gave us a great example of what to do in the natural. Abraham Lincoln gave us a great example of what to do in the natural. Adolf Hitler gave us a great example. Not that he was a good man, but he was committed. Jesus, I pray that you'll shake out of us the mentality that some are better if I only had this, if, if I had more gifts from God. No, Jesus, teach us, show us, train us that you made us so perfectly. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. That, God, you are calling us to use what you've given us at this time in this season to great and mighty things in 21. Thank you for 20. Thank you that the church was unstoppable. Thank you, God, that you gave us the chutzpah to stand even in civil disobedience, to stand at a cost. Lord, I thank you that you love people. You were committed to the cross even when it didn't make sense. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, today if you do not know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, I don't have a religion for you. I have a committed Christ. He did it all just for you. He proved his love. He didn't say it. He proved it. Today, if you do not know Jesus or today, if you are not right with God, I don't care how many years ago you accepted Christ. I don't care how many years ago you prayed that prayer. But today, you know you're not right with Jesus. Today, you know if you died, you wouldn't go to heaven. Listen now, it's not what you did yesterday. It's where you are today. Today, now is the time of salvation. Today, if you're not right with God and you want to get right with God, I want you to slide your hand up right now. Thank you in the back. I see that. Is there anyone else this morning you want to get right with God? I'm not going to wait long. Now, you know what this means, church? This means you got to get soul winning. If only one person raises their hand and, and I know they're part of the house, you got to get soul winning. you got to start inviting people to church. You don't invite them, they're not going to come. Remember, the person you hate the most is the one you will not share the gospel with. Why are you always pushing? Why are you always pushing? Because Jesus is coming. And you can only work while it's light out. And the trumpet will sound. Five, if you're online, it's your moment. Get right on there and say, I want to get right with God. Grab your cell phone, dial 97000. Text in, I am saved. I want to get saved. Come on now, we're going to have someone reach out to you immediately. I believe 20... One is going to be the greatest year to date we've ever seen. But we can't do it with people that are just committed because they don't want to go to hell. We need to do it with people that are committed that say, whatever the cost is, I'm willing to pay it so that somebody else can go to heaven with me. What's the cost? Father, in Jesus' name, 
I declare and prophesy over this church in the name of Christ. I declare that this is not a dead church, but a living church. I declare that this is not a church that just sustains, but it is a soul-winning church. I declare, God, that vision and, and passion will be birthed in the spirit of man in Jesus' name. That, Father, those people in this house will so commit to you. Jesus, you only had 12 sold out committed, and you changed the world. What will you do with those that are in this building? Holy Spirit, put your finger on that thing in our life that you've asked us to get rid of that is holding us back from being sold out. That we will enter 21 in a new plane. That we don't have to redig the old holes. We don't have to redig the old wells, but we'll dig new ones for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. I've gone long. I won't apologize, so I'll do the offering. Are you ready? Give. If you're online, you can give right online. You can uh, text to give. It's, it's right up there on the thing, three ways to give at his tabernacle. It's right there for you. Some of you are business folks in the house, and you need a tax write-off. This is your last week for your extra gift for tax write-offs. That's really normal. We usually get some large gifts. I want to give God glory. Someone sowed that doesn't even come to this church $5,000 this week towards paying off the mortgage. They don't even go to this church. Your faithfulness is allowing us to do more than we've ever done before. And listen, I'm going to always push because I want you blessed. If you're not tithing, you cannot be blessed in your finances. That's the word of God. Return to me, I'll return to you. Well, you know, I haven't paid tithes in four or five months. Well, you got a lot of, you know what? You can ask forgiveness and move on, or you can actually, do you know what it was in the Old, in Old Testament? If you didn't pay your tithe, you had to pay, I think it was uh, 20% above that. Thank God we don't live in the Old Covenant, amen? Tithe. You'll be blessed. So you'll grain, you'll gain crop. You want a harvest? So I'm believing the Lord that 21 will be the largest giving year that we've ever had. I'm declaring over $2 million in 21. Listen, we always end with pretty much nothing because we spend it all on people. We're gonna have a rock the city this year that's gonna cost this church. Between forty and $60,000. We're going to give two cars away. That's right. We're going to, we're going to throw the bait out to get the, to get the souls. And we're going to preach Jesus beautiful, strong, and powerful. Amen? It's going to be the greatest year ever. Get ready. Stand to your feet. Let's make our supernatural proclamation. Shout it out loud. How do you like the... Do you like the robe? Stop. Shout it out loud with me. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed in my storehouse. And I'm blessed in my basket. The blessings have chased me down. They've tripped me up because I'm a child of God. I said I'm a child of God. Then shout I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed.
As you leave today, leave with CDC guidelines. Remember, we just want to make sure that, yeah, God bless America. I got nothing more to say.